2: Look through your children's eyes and you will discover the true magic of a forest.
0: Find a forest near you and start exploring at discovertheforest.org. brought to you by the United States forest service and the ad council. You can watch the NFL playoffs like a fan, or you can prep like a scout. If you listen to the award-winning move the sticks podcast, the show's hosted by me, Daniel Jeremiah and my partner, Bucky Brooks. The two of us are bringing the knowledge from a career as NFL talent scouts to the podcast world, so fans can watch and understand the nuances of the game like never before. We'll break down film from the professional and college game to get you ready for the Super Bowl, the draft, and kickoff next fall. Subscribe now and listen to the Move the Sticks podcast on the iHeart Radio app, on Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
4: Are you ready for this?
0: Sean Merriman, a one-hand
1: back, Boom, boom, boom. Out go the lights. Ah. This is... Is Lights Out with Sean Merriman.
5: What's up guys? We're back again with another podcast on the Lights Out podcast with me, Sean Merriman. And today we got a sack specialist, a sack artist. And it's one of the guys, man, I look at like damn, and this this dude's good. Uh, Cameron Jordan uh, from the New Orleans Saints. And they're they're playing well right now. We get into uh talking about Drew Brees, my former teammate in 2005 with the Chargers, and I don't think that people understand how good this dude is, his preparation and and, uh, how much time he takes uh, in order to get ready for games. Uh, Some of the things he's done off the field as well. uh, We get into Michael Thomas and him being a teammate. You know, it's been a lot of talk over the last few weeks, um, outside talk anyway, about him possibly being a problem or him being not a great teammate and – You know, one of the first things that I say when I see a guy that good is, let me tell you something, there's no way that he isn't a great teammate because he does everything he needs to do in order to go out and perform the way he's performing. Uh, We talk a little bit about that. And also, is Drew Brees better than Tom Brady? Right? I mean, for me, it always comes across as I'm hating a little bit, but I'm not hating. But he came out, Cameron Jordan came out uh, last this couple days ago and said that he believes that Drew Brees is better than Tom Brady. Um I personally believe the same thing. Now, rings count, rings a big deal. You're always going to get judged by how many Super Bowl rings you got. We'll give that to the GOAT status on that end. But as far as comparison, side by side, quarterback for quarterback, Drew Brees, to me, in my opinion, is better than Tom Brady. So let's listen in. Cameron Jordan, guys. What's going on, my dude? How you doing? I'm good. I'm good. You know, shout out, congrats. It, I'm sorry, it
6: took a little long. Look, I, I saw you. Uh, your lights out. Got in with Bellator and all. I'm like, I'm like, oh, we moving on up, you know?
5: Yeah, that's right. That's right. Now, now I got my the only with lights out extreme fighting. Ooh. yep. That was Bellator a couple years ago when I was working with them. I, you know, it's funny. I was actually gonna fight. I was. i was reaching. i was reaching out to you because I was seeing what your schedule was like. I was gonna invite you to a fight if I was to have one. Damn.
6: I say, like, sheesh. Okay. I said, I say, look, I see you spar yeah. I see you spar with a uh, young Eric, uh, you know, Chris McCain, good old good old uh, Cal Kid, you know, not not fighter fighting on the on the other stuff. So I was I see I see y'all playing around.
5: Dude, so so that's one of the things I was telling uh a lot of people too, because I said Chris can go. Chris Chris actually can ball too on the field. Right. And I always bring up this thing I said there's going to be a lot of former football players especially transi- you know transitioning into MMA because it's like natural for us. You know what I'm saying like a lot of the movements and stuff that we do is just natural cuz we so damn explosive man but we're you know behind the curve and, and just learning like little techniques and stuff like that. Right. I say I've seen I seen Herschel Walker what, at 40 40 something years old getting in the ring go ahead. 44. Go. Yeah. Two. Yeah, and then so speaking speaking of hands and violent hands, how, how you gonna do that to my charges, man? Seriously, like, yo, when I look when I was watching a video and see me being like a former pass rusher dude, I'm looking at you. We still looking like we're watching film, right. right? So I'm sitting in there and I'm sitting that chocolate, bop, 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 bop. and I'm like, oh man. <laughs> I, try, look, I try to look after
6: the game I, when I hit you. I was like, man, I should have just brought out one of them jackhammers back in the gap. But I was like, I was like, I'm oh. not sure if that's homage or disrespectful. So I was like, I'm just
5: gonna keep it to myself. <laughs> Dude, I, I would have ran through my TV, man. I'd be getting so hyped when Cas be doing it, cause you know I'm, you know, I miss that. Um, but you know, just you know, going back to the past rushing, man. Like how, like for me, when I first started, I wasn't all that great with my hands. You know, man, I I just wasn't like I I was really f- using my athleticism, explosion, cause I can run and I'm you know big and strong and all that stuff. But I wasn't really active like that with my hands early on, man. When did when did you start to make that like a priority? Um. I mean, I feel like hands has always been something that I've been here for. You know, uh,
6: I, I feel like pops drilling to me when I was young, just like, hey, when you get when you get a hold of man, never go down the middle of a man, you know, always work half a man. So I'm thinking it's, it's low key by birthright that I've always been able to, you know, use hand extension, accept, me, et cetera. But, you know, I try and tell people I didn't start off with pass rusher. I started off, you know, they drafted me to play a four-eye. They drafted me to play a three. They didn't really want me to put me on their edge. You know, I came in like. Defensive ends are like, you know, 270, 275, you know. Some, some guys are like 260. Me, I came in a smooth 288. Like, and I had, I had to cut weight Woo! to get to two, 287 on, on a, a, you know, whatever the combine was. Like, I didn't, I didn't come in like, I came in ready
5: to stop that run. So, so you you didn't you never tripped out really when they moved you from that from that technique to that uh was like a seven or wide seven. you you didn't it was an easy transition. Yeah,
6: what? it's a lot less contact, baby like, like, where you, you ain't hitting them platforms every every down and all you got is this, is a tight end. I'm gonna put hands on the tight end.
5: Right, <laughs> right. And I, I say that's so what I played my whole career outside linebacker for you know with the Chargers. And I, in pass rush with Nickel, I put my hand in the dirt. But I hated it. I hate playing a run from from a six technique or even a tight seven. I want to be so wide, you know what I'm saying? I want to be so wide outside the tight end, whatever. I wide nine. I don't care. I want. I I wanted to be away <laughs> from the contact. Period. Nah. See, look, I, look. Everybody know i Bill. And
6: I'm like, I come to practice. I'm like, hey, right, it's time for these hands today. Somebody gonna get them. You know, I'm I'm over here like, is it you? Which one of y'all tight ends? Which one of y'all tackles? It's all, it's all love. If I have to slide down to a three
5: tech on some plays, like I'm here for it. Yeah, and then and so Sean was was Sean Payton a part of that process when he, when you came in like that? So when you came in, he was he was just cool with it. Cause I I go back with Sean Payton, man. I I love me some uh, Sean, man. He's just just cool cat. Uh, we hung we used to hang out a lot during the all season SBs and all that stuff, man. He always been real real down to earth, and I could just tell, man. He's a great coach, but how is he? you know, being around him every day. I mean, Sean, Sean is awesome. I mean, I'm I'm lucky. In
6: my mind, I've never, like, really had a head coach that was a defensive guy. You know what I'm saying? Like, if Sean come down, it's something ain't going right. So, my, my best, you know, my best days are when I don't talk to Sean at all. <laughs> like, during the game day, like, I don't want to see him at all. Other then if he come down, I love all these plays. We still, we've gone through 30 plays, five of them scored. I still got 45 plays left to go. You know, he's like, all right, Sean. If he coming down for the defense, it's never a good thing. It's never for like positive reinforcement. It's like, what the <laughs> f- are we doing? I need the ball back. All right, all right. Hey, we gotta hey, turnover time. Hey, hey, you heard what he said. It's time to roll. But I mean, I mean, I came in, I came in day one, and he just he was like, look, we need you to play the run. That's what we need. we can need, we got we got some veteran guys. We had Junior Glad at the time. We had Will Smith, RIP to the big homie. Um, you know, we had uh, Jeff Charleston. It was like, look, Cam, like we want you to come in play play this run, play this four eye. You're here for first and second down. And when I first came in, they were like, you know, you got to earn your right to pass rush. So practically the whole first year, I was like, man, I was like, all right, rookies don't pass rush. But I got on the second year and was like, all right, well, I'm going to show them what I got, and I'm never going to look back.
5: I I know that feeling too because I went from Marty Schottenheimer, who was a defensive coach, and it was the opposite way. He never really went on the offense. Like if we we kick the offense ass during practice, then we had a great day of practice. Right. If the offense kicked our ass, then it was just a terrible day. Everybody sucked. And then North came, in. North Turner was like, he was on offense. So if we kicked the offense ass, they're looking at us like it was a terrible day. Terrible. Now, now the mindset had changed from having a defensive coach to offensive coach.
6: Right. I'll say, look, I, I don't know anything about that. Because if, if offense has a terrible day, we know we're running extra grasses in training camp. <laughs> 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 we know we're we getting it in. Oh, oh we're a little sluggish today. Nah, no, defense was balling. Yeah, get on the line. Yeah, that, that makes sense. That, that makes sense. I don't know what it's like. we we'll be like,
5: defense is balling. We had a great day. Nah,
6: that's not how that works.
5: But see, you, you know, that's what's crazy to me because when I came in, uh, you know, Drew was there, Drew Brees. He was there my rookie year and then was – when you coming in, I was, I was drafted at 20 and I was 21 years old, so you really don't understand like everything that's going on around you. You don't know you got Drew Brees there and then Phillip Rivers there right behind him, so you, you get so... There are some things that are too good to keep a secret.
2: Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events.
4: Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to
5: love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Custom to see these dudes work and see how it is, and you just all of a sudden like, think that it's always going to be like that your whole career, being around somebody else. And, how, and people ask me about Drew Brees all the time. I said, dude, not only was he, he just work, he was always focused, always on on point with the task, just a crazy amount of work. But during the offseason, dude, when he tore hit when he messed up his arm in you know, 2005, right. and I was working out with him during the offseason, and I got a chance to see him off the practice field, how he was working, Drew Brees is on another level, man. And, and the amount of time and, 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 um, and his focus and preparation is, is sick.
6: Right. I was like, but he's so meticulous about everything. Like he's had this, he's probably had this, at least the same routine the last 10 years I've been on this team. Like everything is so like cut, like this is what I'm gonna do. This is what I do. I mean, I call it dream, breeze aerobics. The way he takes it to the field and he's out there like warming up before he even gets to the gym. Like, and he's always like, he's always doing something active either for his shoulder or for his core. Or, you know, he's, he's always working on something. And then of course, you know, you talk about that film work. He's in there. He's in there every day when we we're leaving like I'm like all right well that's drew in, in the film work because me I'm here for you know I'm here for hands I'm here for the hand-eye coordination bit I need all the extras um but I could only imagine what he's doing in that in that room
7: at Chief It, we're tired of hearing new year new you fat burning secrets and lose weight fast the only thing you need to lose is self-doubt
1: Don't miss out on the top stories from the best insiders around the NFL. I'm your host, Rhett Lewis, and on the NFL Inside Report podcast, I'll go around the league so you can hear much more of the story. The NFL Inside Report podcast will offer thorough, in-depth analysis and storytelling with a multitude of exclusive NFL insiders getting unmatched access. NFL Inside Report will provide you with comprehensive coverage, including game recaps, the biggest news, and in-depth reports that take you Beyond the headlines, multiple times per week, all on the NFL Inside Report podcast. Our exclusive NFL insiders will get the opportunity to share the full, extensive story so you can stop wondering what's really going on. You'll know what's happening behind the scenes in the NFL. Listen to NFL Inside Report on the iHeartRadio app, on Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
5: Yeah, no, it's man, it just so that whole thing that, ha- you know, when it came out and, and, and people were coming down on him and I was like, man, I, I know Drew, man, like, and I know his family, know his wife, know his kids and just been around him. And so I came out, and you guys know him in, in the locker room and being around him all the time. I came out, and I defended him like right away. I said, look, Drew might have said something wrong or made a mistake, but this ain't this ain't that dude. This ain't that guy because Judas, he stood up for people when he didn't when he didn't need to he just donated so many so much money and helped out so many people throughout his career and so when all that was going down man like you could speak to it on your on your end how you know guys kind of came together and probably helped him out in the locker room i was like man this some of the stuff that's being said about drew i said i wasn't having it because if i know somebody directly and i know what type of person they is i'm not they are i'm not going to let anybody make a a bigger thing that about it than what it is.
6: hundred percent. I mean it, it hits on a different level when you have actually know the person, you know? Um, especially when you know what he does for the community, especially when you know, you know, how his family is and your kids interact with each other. It's like, yo, like there is the like you're trying to, you're trying to paint my man something that he isn't. Now I know exactly where he came from because you know, if you if you know Drew Brees, he has a, a huge affinity towards the military because, you know, the the men in his family who who sort of raised him and his grandparents, though, you know, they, they both served for the world, you know, won the won the world war. So it's like, no, I get I get what you did. You know what I mean? And at that point in time, like, that's probably what hurt the most. It's like, you, you were so quick to wrap yourself up in the flag. It was like, you didn't answer the question as you should have. Like, you were like, this is my family background. Bam. Like, that's how I feel about it. But it's like, yo. Right. But at the same time, it's like, all right. But the same flag you wrap yourself up in, like, I, I'm on the phone with you. Like, hey, explain yourself. Because you didn't get a chance. Like, you were on, it was on, like, some Yahoo finance and stuff. try to talk about like jimmy johns and Dunkin' donuts and he sort of got this question so he wrapped himself up in the defensive maneuver but that's not what you like you know you didn't address the question so i was like yo i just need to know where you stand like what's up and you know immediately he probably had 10 calls from the same same type wave like hey i need to know exactly where you stand where you at and to drew's credit i mean drew's gonna answer the phone if you call drew drew's gonna pick up the phone We, we talk it out we hash it out it's done it's done deal and then we, what's great about it is, you know, to say her name initiative, with the Saints came through out of it. I mean, it opened up the whole whole situation and not only talked just to Drew, but it was to all of our teammates. It was a forum, you know, to, to, to open up the floor to anybody and everybody to say, hey, this is where we're at in America. This is how we are uh, as as people. And if you feel differently, let us know so we can talk about this now. And if you don't understand, which may, many, of, many of you guys on the team will never be able to set foot in our footsteps, be able to, be, you know, be be in a car and driving, and then being pulled over, and you're like, "What am I being pulled over oh, because my because my VIN says I need to be pulled over, and not because of what I'm speeding or whatever it is." And not only be pulled over, but to now you know a cop feels some sort of way because you're six foot four standing behind the steering wheel, and you're automatically you know asked to get out the car. Some guys ain't never going to go through that. You feel me? Like nothing like nothing can prepare you for being six foot four, two hundred eighty five pounds in a in a brand new vehicle. <laughs>
5: No, and, and you know, for real, and, and everybody, you know, to me, outside looking in, like everybody supported him the way you're supposed to because, like I said, when you from the outside looking in, you see somebody say one thing, 20 seconds worth of whatever he said, and then everybody in the locker room, everybody had his back, man. I was like, that's dope. Like, to me, that was dope because you got all these people coming down on you, so many, um, like I, 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 sometimes people don't know what the hell goes on in the locker room. They don't know what's going, on. so they got all this stuff to say. But as anybody would say, the only people that matter really is in this locker room. So I'm, I'm gonna stay with with Drew Brees with some. Because you said something the other day that made me smile from ear to ear, and it was about Tom Brady, about Drew Brees being a better quarterback. Were you were you serious when you I've, said that? I've been, because I, I've I got serious. my own. Per- hey, I've been I've been serious every time I've said it.
6: I ain't like it's not like it's the first time I've said it. I'm like yo. Nobody's going to ever take away six rings from from Tom Brady. He's he, When you think of success in terms of winning championships, that is Tom Brady. You think of the GOAT of rings, Tom Brady, Michael Jordan. You know, like things you can't dispute, Bill Russell. You know, like rings you cannot dispute. But when you talk about talent, you talk about putting together the most 5,000-yard seasons, you talk about completion rate, you talk about most touchdowns ever, Drew Brees. Like stats don't lie. So when I say GOAT, He's the
5: greatest quarterback ever. And and I'm with that, too. And it's it's crazy because when he did in 2005, when he hurt his arm, I was probably about maybe about 30 or 40 feet away, right? And I I seen him reaching for the ball. And, dude, when I tell you, like, I literally heard his shoulder. It sounded like a tree branch, like, pow! And him coming over and not being able to put his arm down. I was like, nah, there's no way. There's no way he's playing again. And we were working out with uh, Todd Durkin, uh, at Fitness Quest out there in uh, in San Diego during the offseason. Shout out my boy TD. Uh, we were working, and I remember Drew couldn't throw football like 10 yards. And we'll go by a few more weeks, and he's sitting over there doing all this band work and getting everything right in his rehab. Then the next few weeks, he'll come out, and he'd throw 15 yards. He'd throw 30 yards. So when he came back and started lighting up the NFL like he did, I said, something something has to be said about the way he's playing he's have have played over the last you know 10 of 10 years or how you know 10 plus years to somebody else that it happened to nobody else is coming back like that no one right. not no nobody that i know with that kind of injury uh, injury but drew Brees is a, a whole different animal right that's what i'm saying like I, like when did when did the saints get him 2000 what was that
6: 2006 then 2007 six yes yeah, yeah, yep, like,
5: 2006 like
6: yeah. the year after he he broke he tore everything but I mean that that's that's probably even more so why he's a goat because I mean th- this last fifteen year stretch that he's put together would put you in a Hall of Fame, let alone after you are coming off of something like this. Like some guys don't come back from that, you know, especially quarterbacks and you know how sensitive their arms are and everything that they do. Their mechanics have to be rebuilt from ground up.
5: Yeah, yeah, it's a no-brainer in my book, but you know, facts fa- facts prove themselves. Yeah, one hundred percent. So y'all, y'all got um um you know, tough a tough division, man. And you gotta, you know, obviously see Tom Brady twice a year. And I said this the other day and I and I hate to say certain things because it sounds like I'm a Tom Brady hater. And I am a little bit because they put my ass out of the playoffs enough. So I gotta I got a little special hate in my heart for him here and there. Um and, and it's nothing against him being a great quarterback. But what what do you see now, man, in like that division uh, now that he's moved over and 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 like what's what's what do you what do you think is going to happen for? Because you guys to, to my, in my opinion, going going to see them again possibly down the road, right? You know what I'm saying? You're going to see them. When, when so, like, draw, what's that preparation? We might
6: see like? In the playoffs again, <laughs> right? And have to wax them again. Um, but I mean, when you when you come down to it, you talk about you know we are you already have the Atlanta Falcons. You have Julio Calvin Ridley. You know that, and those two guys are you know great. Like, Julio for sure is a great, and Cal Ridley is, is a hell of a burner. You know, like, that boy's toasting cats.
5: This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is.
6: now um you talk about you know Carolina Teddy Bridgewater love the way love love Teddy as a a person love Teddy as as a QB and the way he takes to the game um and then of course you talk about Christian McCaffrey back there uh that's I mean these are tough these are just tough matchups all together and of course you talk about you know Tom Brady coming in and you've got you already had Mike Evans you already had Chris Godwin you already had you know uh Aaron Jones and now they now they bring in Leonard Fournette. They bring in Shady McCoy. You signed and they've signed you know, signed Gronkowski, signed Antonio Brown now. I mean, at this point, they're they're stacked beyond all belief. And at the same time, they still gotta, you know, they still gotta see us, they still gotta deal with us. But our division's stacked. I mean, I look at it, I'm like, I'm like, as sack as sacking-wise, it's tough. Just because you know Tom Brady gets that ball out of his hands quick.
5: No, nah, so so one of the things I want to talk about, man, is uh is Michael Thomas, right? Because this is – obviously, there's no doubt about his talent. To me, I think he's you're probably one or two best best wide receivers in the league. I'm, I'm going to go with one. I, I, I would say he's the best wide receiver in, in the NFL. And I don't I, – I just don't like when you start bringing up things with players like they're a problem, right? You know what I'm saying? Like these dudes are – they've been around for a long time. They don't – you don't – first of all, you don't get to that level unless you're working your ass off, you're spending tons of time – Um. And you really, you really putting everything into the game. So that, that alone right there, you don't have that type of dedication and those type of results without doing that. So whenever, whenever I see guys like, oh, you know, oh, there's, some, if there's something going on down there. Where's the deal going? I'm like, dude, you don't get to that level by being a problem in the organization. You don't stay around that long. Like, what's, what's your whole take when you hear something like that?
6: I mean, especially when you talk about Mike T. I mean, Mike T is like the ultimate competitor. Like, he takes practices like he's in a real game. You know what I'm saying? Like, he runs routes, and that's exactly the routes you see at practice is the routes that you'll see at that same speed and ten- intensity in a game. And he gets it, He gets into it with our DBs. Their DBs, like, he likes the way that he runs his route. He treats the way that he runs his route at a high level. I always compare him to, uh, to like, the intensity of Steve Smith. You know what I'm saying? Like, there is no, there is no middle ground. He's zero or he's 100 at all times. And, I mean, you respect him because every, you know he's bringing it every practice. It's not like it's like, oh, he, he's, he shows up on game day he balls out. Nah, he's there to ball out every day. So if, if, if him, you know, if he feels DB holding him, he addresses that same thing. And, and it's, it's pretty much great for competition in terms of spirit and energy for the team because it's like, yo, that elevates everybody else's play as well. Like, just think about it. You know, his route tree, not too many people are running every route. Mike T's running every route in the book. And, I mean, his, his level of separation, his, his point of contact, all of that is at such a high rate. It's like you know, our DBs have to match that intensity, and things get heated. As you know on the football team, like, shit's going to get heated. Yeah. We're a brotherhood for a reason. Like, we're not basketball. We're not soccer. We don't, like, we don't push each other and get offended. Like, you, you, like whatever is done on the field, by the time we get to the locker room, we either hash it out or we will hash it out then. And once it's done, it's done. And then, of course, media spins it however they're going to spin it, and, like, oh, there's turmoil in the locker room. Our locker room has never been closer. What are you talking about?
8: Is someone you love in a relationship with somebody who tells the same joke over and over? Somebody who has the audacity to starfish the bed? Now, be honest. Is that somebody you? Look, MeUndies knows relationships aren't perfect. That's why they're celebrating imperfectly perfect matches with their new Valentine's Day collection. Starting now and for a limited time only, new MeUndies customers get 25% off matching pairs and free shipping. Express your one-of-a-kind relationship when you match your bottom half to your better half in fun, limited-edition prints. If you're single, mingle in matching pairs with your friends or fam. You can even get dog hoodies or buddy bands to match your four-legged BFF. Be sure to check out all of MeUndies' sustainably soft undies, socks, bralettes, loungewear, and more available in sizes extra small to 4XL. Get 25% off your first order of matching pairs, plus free shipping at MeUndies.com slash V-Day 25. That's com slash V-Day 25.
7: Hey everybody, I'm Colleen Wolf from Thursday Night Football and Good Morning Football Weekend. And I'm Ricky Hollywood from around the NFL and the broadcast. On our new podcast, Split Ends, Ricky and I will be coming to you every week to talk about all the important and unimportant storylines in the football world. Join us every week for the stories on and off the field that matter. And some don't, but we think they're interesting, so we're going to talk about them anyway. And we'll find out where in the world is the wolf. Yep, I live out of a suitcase and I'll be sharing stories from football cities across America. We'll break down games, news stories, tweets, interviews, TikToks, conspiracy theories, whatever it takes to cover the ins and outs of the NFL world. Whether the big story is a coaching change or a stadium plumbing issue, we're here to talk you through it. Just a couple of best friends talking ball. Yep, and we'll drag some of our other friends to join us too. NFL media members, players, your mom, you name it. Listen to Split Ends on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
2: Look through your children's eyes to see the true magic of a forest. It's a storybook world for them. You look and see a tree. They see the wrinkled face of a wizard with arms outstretched to the sky. They see treasure in pebbles. They see a windy path that could lead to adventure, and they see you, their fearless guide through this fascinating
0: world. Find a forest near you and start exploring at discovertheforest.org. Brought to you by the United States Forest Service and the Ad Council.
5: Right. But I mean, but that's just it. It's our, it's it's the integrity of the locker room that keeps everything safe. And, and I and I'll say this: I'd rather take. Playing with one of a dude like that than playing with a guy that really don't give a shit. You get what I'm saying? Like I'll play, I'll I'll play with somebody fiery, just gonna fight with DBs, hash it out, get a you know a a coach say something to him, he get it back because it's fire, man. Like you, you rather play with those type of guys than somebody that's going to drop balls or don't want to compete and nothing bothers him. Man, I'm I'm with you.
6: Like nothing, nothing's worse than you see somebody just like drop ball and just like all right, well next play. Like, bro, you're going to piss me the hell off. Like, my, my competitive level is too high for me to see some like some, some sluggish type, you know, behavior. Like, somebody who's like, oh, I just meant I dropped it and dropped back. Like, I don't – like, I don't even think – I don't ha- I don't have it in me. So, I mean, when I see it from another teammate, I'm already charging them up. Like, all right. But that's what's so great about it. I guess our team is – everybody's like that. Like, all our DBs, everybody who, who takes this practice field is really like that. I mean – Yeah, I've had, I've had, you know, you have some teammates that you, years back or whatever, that you be like, bro, like, where's your gear? Like, no, man, like, I get the Sunday and that's when I show my gears. What? Like, bro, like, you can't, you can't bear you you can't bear your fangs on Sundays if I ain't seen on Monday through Saturday. Like, I don't trust you. I don't trust your bite. Like, I gotta, I gotta,
5: I gotta know that there's dog in that fight. Right. No, 100%. everything all good (laughs) down there. Um, so what's next, man? You got anything coming up? Any events, charity stuff? What, what you got? Man, you know I'm always
6: working. Um, That's what I mean. That's why I
5: ask.
6: <laughs> I'm, I'm always working. I mean, I, I'm so proud of, uh, you know, I the Saints have uh, sort of got behind the Say Her Name initiative. I mean, you talk about, you know, Demario Davis and Malcolm Jenkins and sort of being like the brain children of, of putting together like, hey, what can we do as a team? What can we do as an effective team? And just coming together between me, Karan Armstead, Alvin Kamara, Drew Brees, uh, and figuring out what we're going to do. Um, and sort of putting together with the Players Coalition, this this Say Her Name initiative has been phenomenal. And sort of like I understand, you know, I understand just a little bit more. Like everybody knows about the Philando Castiles. Everybody knows about the Ahmaud Arbery's. Everybody, you know, but it's the Ayanna Stanley Jones. It's the Yvette Smiths. It's, it's the women that it's like every 10 men you hear, you don't understand there's still, you know, 12 women that are in the same position. Like, there's so many women and black women uh, that are affected in so many different ways. It's like, how are we not catching – like, how has nobody ca- caught this ball? Um, and it puts a light on black women and, and their plight in America, which is huge. And then we're able to bring in, you know, black women in the industry. So, we've got, you know, we've got some WNBA players in Tasha Cloud. We've got, you, you know, we've got uh, MJ Acosta. We've got Taylor Rooks. We've got um, – yeah, at this point, we've got, we've got all – you know, Maria Taylor – We've got a, a collective. It's like yo, know, we're catching all this insight about feminism, sexism. It's like everything that you we take for granted in our day to day lives of of how we go about our business. It's like there's just another side to it. Um, and understanding that, it's like you know, being married to a woman, being married to a black woman, having black ch- black daughters. It's like you, you're getting a visual visual prowess of what their futures could be or whatever it is. Um, and it brings that much more to it. It's Like how how did I not think about this beforehand? Um, and just, you know, that just goes to community work with My God is Love Foundation to dream builders and, you know, and how I partnered up with the YEP Empowerment or Youth Empowerment Project, um, YEP, uh, and, and just with the kids of, of, of New Orleans, um, always trying to do something for them. And it's like, all right, well, now what can I do for the, you know, the, the Black women in, in New Orleans? It's like, you know, we started up like a diaper fund during COVID where, you know, we were giving out diapers and, you um, know. And whatever the kids, you know, whatever the babies needed for uh, mothers who were sort of out of work during COVID. But, I mean, it's always something. Like, you know, I'm, I'm always in the community. I'm always trying to do something or figure out what's next. And so, you know, it's, it's, it's never any process because when you've been blessed as much, how can you not try and give back positivity?
5: That's dope, man. We'll we'll keep up all that, man, and let me know uh, anything I can do on this end, whether it's promoting or showing up after this whole COVID Thing slow which is just oh my god! I, just whenever. Can't, I can't wait for this whole thing to be over, bro. Um But yeah, man, whenever you need me, man, I'm there. But keep up uh everything you're doing and, and stay healthy. You know that's the name of the game. That's the name. How that's do you how really your body good. holding up right now, man? How you feel,
6: man? Actually, really good. Look, I'm I'm trying to tell you, like, you know, we we got done playing Chicago. I think there was like seventy some snaps there. I probably played like sixty of those. It was like after the game, I was like. It, it, once you get back to being warm, because that was probably the second coldest game I've ever played, played in. <laughs> <laughs> but it was like, once I got warm, I was like, yo, I'm actually like really good. Like, you know, woke up Monday. It, you know, some some of them days you're like, all right, I'm about to be sore till Wednesday. Nah, woke up Monday like, all right, let's go get it. We, we trained hard Monday. Had my little, uh, you know, we got a little hill in the back of this place. Tore the hill up. I'm I'm ready to go get it this week. We get, I mean you gotta be one step faster when you're playing Tom Brady. You just get that ball out that fast.
5: Yeah, I, and then you can come clean sometime and he that ball is still gone and you just sitting around still sick. Gone. Oh my still God. Gone. It's not that's the honestly the worst feeling when you beat somebody either clean because they forgot to slide protect and block you off the edge, or you just hit somebody with a chop club and you right past them and that ball is gone and you're like, Ball's man, I'm gone. sick. <laughs> <laughs> That's sort of been a story of, of my last couple games, man.
6: Like, whoo! Like the first couple games of the season, I was like, I'm winning at a high rate and I still can't get there. I was like, all right. Like, you know, when you get too thirsty and then you start start like lunging for sacks like missing stuff, <laughs> then you're just in a hole. Like
5: or, or, or trying to or like, trying to throw your hand in there for a half sack, anything you can get. No <laughs> doubt. Just, just like I said, when you get too thirsty, it's never good luck. But anyway. All right, man. No I'm, doubt. I'm, I'm hey, not, I'm hey, out here. hey, bro, I appreciate you, man. Good looking out, dude. No doubt, no doubt. Yeah, bless him, bro. I'm out. Thanks, guys, for listening in to another Lights Out podcast with me, Sean Merriman. Uh, Cameron Jordan, man, is just you know one of the one of the good dudes running right NFL. A uh, hell of a pass rusher, and I didn't know that. I didn't know that he came in playing defensive tackle and moved to defensive end uh, until just now. But that was cool. He also. Got into it a little bit about Sean Payton And how his mindset is And how great of a coach And how much he loves playing uh, playing for him Also, getting into uh, Drew Brees And, um, you know, he had an incident some months ago And, um, you know, everybody one came down on him uh, quite a bit For, um, you know, I guess in a sense speaking out of term And not talking about what's um, Some of the problems that, you know Black men and women deal with today In today's time uh, but the, his teammates And Cameron Jordan especially These guys called him And uh, made sure that it was Everything was smoothed over And they, they got a great locker room And uh, great support there And Cameron Jordan obviously Has a ton of things going on um, Helping a lot of people there And foundations in uh, in New Orleans, Louisiana So uh, thank you guys for listening in To another episode On the Lights Out Podcast With me, Sean Merriman Next week we're coming back again And again and again, we're going to keep turning this thing up. Make sure you guys leave us some reviews, download us, uh, subscribe to us, and uh, we'll keep turning it up for you guys. So I appreciate it.
0: We've all felt left out, and for people who move to this country, that feeling lasts more than a moment. We can change that. Learn how at belongingbeginswithus.org. Brought to you by the Ad Council.
4: The NFL is back, and the NFL app has you covered.